and welcome. You're tuned in to the Ms. Independent podcast with me, Ranu Chopra. This is a podcast that delves into the journeys and careers of various different women, understanding the lessons they've learned along the way and ultimately helping you become your best, strong, independent self. In this episode, we're talking all about how a confidence and mindset coach can help you improve your confidence how it can help you understand your mind that bit better and navigate through life a lot easier. I'll be chatting to Hattie McAndrews, my own confidence and mindset coach, and we'll be breaking down what coaching is, how it works, and how to find the best coach for you. Let's get straight into it. I am really excited by this episode because we are talking all about confidence and how a mindset coach could help you improve your confidence. And I'm joined with Hattie, who has been my mindset coach for the last few months, and I think has really, really changed my outlook on coaching and improved my confidence. So hello, Hattie. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to have this conversation because for the every time we speak, it's always about me and I don't feel like I actually know much about you um which is a a great trait and I guess in terms of a coach because you don't you're not making it about you every session you don't at all so actually this one chance we'll get to speak and it'll be completely different to any session we've done or any time we've spoken because it's just been about helping me yeah so um I'd like you to start off just just introduce yourself and tell us what you do and yeah what is coaching okay so I am Hattie and I am a confidence and mindset coach so I work with predominantly women to really help them either strengthen their mindset or you know find confidence that may have been lost or that maybe was never there um and really cement that and cement your sort of your foundations and your values and your principles and help people sort of figure out who they are so that they can go forward in life and with you know whether it's new jobs and careers or relationships or families or goals or whatever it is you can really um, approach those things with a very sort of strong empowered mindset and the confidence to know that you can do what you set your mind to do. When I first saw what a mind coach did, does or kind of saw the people were being life coaches, my first impression was how can you be a life coach? How do you have the experience to be a life coach and I feel like I really grilled you on our first session because I was like (laughs) I don't believe this I'm not really sure um which I think is the probably mindset that a lot of people do have Mm -hmm. if they don't know much about it um you know mental health in itself is something that's such a stigma let alone coaching which seems like quite a new thing completely um I actually I remember that so well and it's always stuck with me the first time we spoke and you said you sort of like I I don't I don't mean to be rude but um (laughs) (laughs) what makes you qualified or is it because your life is perfect so then you help other people kind of thing um and that's definitely not the case so a really nice and easy way to think about it is it's like your doctor. So your doctor, you, 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 you wouldn't necessarily expect them to be in perfect health, nor would they be, but they'd be able to give you prescriptions, advise you on what's wrong and help you and fix you and get you better. Mm-hmm. And in their own lives, if they have their own medical issues or vices or they smoke or they drink or whatever it is, just because they're a doctor, it doesn't mean that they necessarily live a sort of classically perfect health, healthy life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to a doctor, they don't necessarily have asthma or whatever issue you're going to them with, but right. they're prescribing you the medicine. But they know they, they know what you mean and how to handle you as a patient and how to help you to get better. Mm. But then they might still go home and, you know get a takeaway pizza and drink a bottle of coke for dinner and smoke <laughs> and smoke yeah or it's like you know it's like an accountant like 
they're trained to do their accounts so you trust that they can help you and they can sort out your taxes and file your accounts and do all those things doesn't necessarily mean that they keep all of their receipts perfectly organized at home not necessarily mm. it's having the the sort of knowledge and the skill set and the know-how to do it should they want to and we all know that it is a lot a lot easier to sort of help somebody else out in their life than it is in like it's easier to give advice to somebody than it is to give advice to yourself and that's exactly why you go to somebody else because you are not giving yourself good advice so if you can go to someone who's going to help you I mean I think an argument with that might be in terms of therapy and coaching in the sense that you know well somebody who is a psychotherapist has gone to uni and they've they've studied psychology and stuff so does that make you less qualified then as a coach you know if somebody is thinking oh should I go to therapy or should I go to coaching oh would you know they might be swayed by oh well this one person who's a psychotherapist has has the expertise Mm -hmm. like how do you respond to that well there is no doubt about it that a psychotherapist is more qualified because they've been through however many years of uni and and training and I think it's a pretty long um it's a long journey to to qualify as a psychotherapist I think first of all it's knowing and understanding the difference of roles and I think um secondly there's a time and a place for therapy and there's a time and a place for coaching. I think there's a a huge misconception around coaching in general and also a massive stigma. And I know it's something that I've had to get over is around being a life coach. Um, It's a very American thing. And I feel like it's only come over to the UK like fairly recently and it's you know people really are starting to pay attention and understand the benefits and I think take it a bit more seriously but the the big misconception is that that it's a sort of frivolous um luxury and it's ridiculous and you don't really need a life coach and what can a life coach tell you and you know how can somebody else tell you to live your life and that's where people are that's where the the sort of coaching industry is really misunderstood because the role of a coach is not to tell you how to live your life it's really to um it's really to empower you and to, to listen to you to really truly listen and help you navigate whatever it is you're you're trying to navigate whether that's your career or your families or your you know even just you and your own mindset it's helping you figure out what you want from life or from each of those things and then really guiding you and supporting you to get there and so the stigma comes from thinking you know if it's and I think this is quite a British thing is if it's not broke why fix it or you know whatever that saying is yeah and I think that um you know it's an amazing thing that mental health is being more spoken about and I really do feel like the stigma is coming away from that especially post-pandemic you know, more people than ever are seeking help and speaking to people and really trying to make positive change. Um, But one of the biggest differences between therapy and coaching, which I think is worth pointing out because it is a huge difference, is people tend to go to therapy when something has, I'm going to quote, broken, when something has gone wrong, Um, you know whether it's an event in your past or your childhood or an incident that happened you go to a therapist with the view of working around that to get you to a place where today you're okay you're functioning you know you're you've worked through what happened coaching is very much looking towards the future and it's looking at what you want and then how you're going to get there and I feel that's where the miscommunication comes in because coaching isn't for people who need it. It's for people who want it. It's for people who want to feel more confident, who want to figure out their mindset, who want to be more empowered. Um, yeah, that's I'd say that's the biggest difference between them. Yeah, and I think it's 
also I haven't ever done therapy but I've heard people who have done it tell me about it and I think the thing that attracted me more to coaching was the idea that you don't really delve too much in the past but you're looking at how to improve your future or your proven for now and look at what situations are happening now and I found that made it that made me think actually those issues are also issues which are happening now and they you know then it like you said therapy is sounds like it's if you've had a bad childhood and if there's some really broken things in your life that you need to fix um but I, it also seems quite daunting I think therapy um maybe because I haven't done it but um coaching almost seems more it's to me seems empowering like when you come out of it you feel like you're actually like you said taking control of the fact that you want to do it yeah Um, and I think that's why um I was really shocked when I started doing the sessions with you that when I was going into it I wasn't sure if I was going to tell anyone even when I told my mom I was like oh yeah I'm going to start doing this coaching um kind of unsure what she would say but then after a few sessions and I felt like actually I'm doing this because I'm doing this for me and not for anybody else I was any any person who would say some sort of issue going on in their life I was like do you know what you need you need to speak to Hattie because she will help you I've told so many of my friends about it because like I literally was wanting to shout about it from the rooftops so so how did you even get into coaching in the first place because I know from seeing things you've put on Instagram that you have other businesses and you you probably had things prior to coaching so how did it all come about so if I'm being completely honest I sort of fell into coaching I would say um so my background is as an entrepreneur I started when I was Um, I think I was 19 when I set up my first business and um, I'm 30 now. So that's 11 years. (laughs) Took me a minute there to work that out. Um, Of doing all sorts of different things. So I had a PR agency, a fashion PR agency for a couple of years. Um, I had a hat company. I worked in boxing as a um, commercial manager for professional boxers. I had a match. You were a boxer then? We no. do boxing. I, oh. I train for boxing. I do like box training, but um, I draw the line at like anyone. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've sort of been. I've I've had lots of businesses in in different industries, and throughout that, I think because I didn't go to uni, I started. I started young. I did my first proper internship when I was in between my A levels, so sort of like seventeen, eighteen. Um, I had a lot of people come to me and ask about you know how to set up a business and um how to do this and what's the easiest way and or you know people would say oh my friend is wanting to start something so I was spending a lot of my time uh talking to people and meeting them for coffees and really advising on on you know what it's like or things that I knew had helped me that you know can help other people and um, it was a friend who came to me and said that she had she had just started going through the the coach training program and she was telling me about it and she was saying you know it'd be good for you you could do it for businesses so for me I thought that it's something I really love doing I love helping people and I know that sounds you know so naff and horrible but no, I really not at do all. like that's what makes me feel useful and you know like I have value to give people and sharing knowledge I think is so powerful so I so I went through I started the coach training program I did the sort of the first module of it thinking I'll just go away and get a qualification and then I'll be able to to mentor and to consult and you know I'll feel more sort of professional if I have this thing behind me so I started doing the, the coaching course and it was just so not what I had expected. You know, it was coaching and it was it was about your mindset and your limiting beliefs and what's stopping you. And, you know, if you have goals, why aren't you reaching them? And 
you know, it's like we've discussed, it's that voice in your head saying you're not good enough or you're not smart enough. And mm -hmm. it was such a deep dive into who, you know, who I am as a person and who we are, who we all are as people, which is obviously miles away from business consulting. Mm -hmm. But um, I just, I loved it. And I just felt so completely like this is what I meant to be doing and it was so enlightening and it was so um it was such a huge moment starting off the course when I did and I think it's because it was so unexpected and um yeah I just loved it and have you know be I went through my training I did my qualification and my exam I got everything done really quickly and started coaching and so now I do uh, confidence and mindset coaching and I also do a bit of business mentoring, um, but as sort of separate services, I guess. Oh, okay. So it's almost like you realized there was a personality trait in you that wants to help people, or even that mm. you were just doing it anyways. And people were yeah. coming to you suggesting, could you help this person? So obviously yeah. people were seeing it in you as well. And then... So it, when you did the course, did you almost have to have co coaching yourself if you were learning all those things? Did you find you were... So much coaching, so much coaching. And I think that's why it was such a transformative experience because whether you wanted it or not, you know, we the, the course was, I think it's something like 360 hours of learning time. Um, wow. It took about 10 months and... Within that, you have, um, you know, every week you're coaching someone, you're being coached, you have a mental coach, you have a success coach, and you have a weekly um, sort of peer meetup. And definitely at the beginning, I was pretty reluctant to, I think I probably had a similar attitude to you that was like, who are you, you know, who is anyone to, to coach me? Or um, I would say that I was quite, um, what's the word, just sort of reluctant. And I'm not a very emotional person. And I just sort of, I think because of my background and in my work stuff, you know, I just, I get on with things and I do things my way and I always have. And, you know, I like to be in control and then suddenly being coached is it's, it's your, you're vulnerable and you, you're forced to kind of open up. And I think I really resisted at the beginning because mm. I knew that they were also new coaches and um, I didn't really want to go there. But then I realized that if I didn't do it, if I wasn't willing to just like throw myself in and experience the coaching process, then I was never going to know what it was like and I would never be a good coach. Mm. So, yes, I have had a lot <laughs> of coaching. That's really interesting to know that actually you you kind of had that same experience totally. as someone else who would be going into it. And yeah. like, did you, was it in, in terms of that idea when you thought, oh, how, how can people have life, life experience to be giving it? Did you sort of think, do I have enough life experience to be? Completely. And that's what it is. It's, it's that misconception. So mm. I, like you, was like, um, you know, when I was put into the course and when we were training, um, it was with people, I was with an American cohort, so it was people from all over America. And, you know, there were men, there were women, there were old, young, successful, not successful. There was just such a huge mixture of people. And it was probably just my judgment thinking, you know, I do things my way. Like I'm so, I'm very independent and I'm very stubborn. And I always just think my way is the right way. So for me to meet a stranger who's asking me about, you know, why I haven't, you know, fixed my fence that was broken for six months or whatever it is, like whatever stupid thing I brought to the session because I wasn't taking it seriously. Um, it was, yeah, I, I think it was, it was, it, it was not knowing what coaching was. Yeah. And yeah. then when you know that coaching, it's not someone telling you how to live your life. It's not someone advising you on, you know, your, your routine or what career move to take it's someone just really really listening to you and supporting you and helping you sort of you know clear gut <laughs> what's that saying about the weeds um I say clear the cobwebs clear the cobwebs yeah. 
brush the clouds away, like move yeah. through the week <laughs> and really just figure out what's important to you and why. So I think that's where the stigma comes from is, is not understanding what coaching is and then mm-hmm. judging it based on that. Yeah, because you often say to me, um, I can't tell you what to do or I can't decide it for you. You have to decide it yourself, but I can basically bounce back what you've said to me. So you can, and when you hit, when you hear what you've said, when I say something to you and I hear it back, it's actually so powerful because you think, did I just say that? Yeah, it's amazing. Actually, I love, that's my favorite. Um, It's, it's, the skill is called reflecting and it often happens when our thoughts are so busy or we're so confused and, and it happens so much with clients. You'll ask them a question and then 10 minutes later, we've gone all over the place. We've gone to their weekend and then back to their childhood and then this thing that they're doing next week and you're just all over the place. And that's the skill of a coach is, is to be able to just sift through the weeds again, mm-hmm. really condense it and hear what they're saying and then reflect that back. And it's just like, for the client, it's just it's just getting that clarity. And then once you hear it back, you can either say, yes, that's what I mean. Or you mm. can say, oh my God, is that is that how I feel? Like, do I sound like that? And then, you know, it sort of goes from there. Do you find it sometimes hard to, um, if somebody's coming to you with a situation, like how do you deal with that? How do you sort of take yourself away from the fact that, because I, I know you say that you're like a, you're a mentor, you're not a friend. Um, yeah. How how do you maintain that? Again, I would say that's just part of like a very extensive training program to become a coach. One of the very, very first things that you learn about is judgment. And um, I think I can safely say that you know, I'm never, I've, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a particularly judgmental person anyway. And so it doesn't come to me naturally, but I think one thing I've learned from coaching is we're all so wonderfully unique and everyone has such differing opinions and filters and views on things and interpretations. And as humans, we're so complicated. And so I think who am I to judge you for a decision that you've made and whether that's in, you know, not taking a promotion at work or going back to a boyfriend who isn't, you know, a toxic, whatever it is, I'm not you and you're not me and I've never walked in your shoes. So how could I possibly judge you for something Mm. when it's not me? And I think that's when I say that finding a coach it's not a friend and it's not a mentor is that your friends and and often it's meant with love but they they carry judgment so let's use the the boyfriend thing or boy for example um and you know let's say you said to your friends oh you know johnny called this weekend the judgment that they bring is oh but do you remember last time when you know he called and you did this then do you remember when mm. da, 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 da? and that's their judgment being put onto you which we take we take on because it's our friends or it's our mums it's our friends and our family and it's how we have been brought up and it's how we learn to communicate and actually I've always found it so unhelpful and especially in my um my career and my sort of work life or the the pretty windy path that I've chosen is that it doesn't help when somebody else says, okay, Hattie, do you know what? You should um, you should go to uni and you should study to become this because that would be great for a business or you know, you're really good at um, photography. Why don't you become a photographer? It's everyone just putting their judgments on you. And the more that I've you know gone through the training program and really started to be aware of, I mean, of course I judge people, I judge situations, I'm far from perfect, but I'm very aware of when it happens. Mm. And often when you judge people on their behavior or an action or something they've said that's triggered you, normally it's on you. Mm. Does that make sense? So if you're yeah. judging someone, the, the best thing you can do is just step back and say, okay, 
why am I judging them for that? What does yeah. that, you know, what does it say about me? Is there something that I've done that's similar that I don't like about myself? Or, you know, it's always, I think we, it's so easy to externalize these things when actually if you stop and think where that judgment is coming from, mm. it really helps you to understand your mindset and, you know, your thoughts and your behaviors and your patterns. Yeah. And I think that's something I definitely found from doing our sessions because before I started them I always thought I can go to my mum for a lot of things Mm -hmm. and I know she will give me good advice most of the time um but often you just need that perspective that isn't somebody who knows you so well totally and um and it it definitely is that mentor neither a friend neither nor a mentor it's like um I can't actually put my finger on it but it is that yeah it's like I know that if I come to you with something and I message you this has happened you won't judge me for it but you'll just basically reflect back what I've said and try and make make, or you would say like how did that make you feel or um what would you want to happen or something like that and it would just make me jog my perspective and think oh okay let me think about this differently yeah which exactly. isn't always something that a friend would say. They would just, even me, if somebody comes to me with, with some advice, I'll pro- a friend, I'll probably say, oh, are you really going to do that? And yeah, of course. You know, yeah. it, it, we're so used to kind of just saying how we feel or adding judgment on things. So Completely. actually having a perspective from somebody who's trained not to do that. Yeah. And actually, I think perspective, that's the, it's the perfect um that's exactly what it is. And that different perspective, it's it, it helps you as the person with whatever it is, just see different opportunities and see different routes you can take and what's gonna make you feel good as opposed to what's gonna make them feel good. And I think with the judgment thing as well, we, we associate judgment as, um, sorry, we associate judgment with negativity. Like it's a bad thing to judge. I think often, um judgments can come with love and support and you know like often our relationships with our mums or sisters or family they can put their judgment on you but it's from a place of love it's from a place of wanting you to be safe and wanting you to be happy and fulfilled but you know then if you start to break that down well what does my idea of happiness mean compared to yours you know what for me being fulfilled it's not the same as being fulfilled for you. And, and that's why I just think, God, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what other people think. It's not important. It's not relevant. Mm. You know, we don't need to be asking people for opinions. You just need to, sorry, you don't need to, but you can have the power and the ability to understand your own thoughts so that you can mm. say, do you know what? I am going to text him back or I'm not going to take that job or I am going to do this because yeah. you know what's right for you. Yeah, I definitely felt from doing a few sessions that I was actually making more decisions myself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I, I say wasn't, like I do it, I do it now. But um, sometimes I do find, you know, you have your peaks and troughs, not every day you're going to be perfect yeah. from after doing a session. But I do f- think thinking back to when I started, what in like June, around that time. Yeah actually I'm making decisions based on what I want to do rather than asking other people yeah so earlier you mentioned um the word independence and I straight away I thought thank you for saying that (laughs) but but also um it kind of stems back to when we were talking about values on the first session and um I mentioned to you about the podcast and you were like oh my god independence that's one of my values so I think it'd be really great to talk about um the importance of of values and then we can go on to you know what why independence is particularly yours because I know that was I think the turning point when you sent me those values I I then clicked like ah maybe this is gonna work because you sent that list over and I first thought oh they're just what is this now? Like a bunch of words. Oh, I've got to pick one. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, let me just go through one. Let's see which one it is. And some of them, I couldn't put my finger on it, but they just 
I had a weird feeling in my stomach when I'd see that word or I'd get like weird butterflies when yeah. I see those. Some of them I didn't and some of them it just uh that's the word. Like, yeah. I can't don't know why. Um so what is this idea of figuring out your values and why do we do it? Your values represent who you are and there are some things like you know some people know they are they are extremely loyal or they really value honesty or you know family is everything to them so it's the it's the first thing that i do when i start working with the client is send them the list of values and i love that you have told me that you thought it was just silly, <laughs> silly words um and ask you to pick out pick out your top five and then the first session we'll go through those values and we'll look at first of all why you picked them what they mean to you how they show up in your life sometimes people pick values um like for example let's say if your value is honesty and it means that you can only trust people who are really honest with you and um you know you'd rather say what you think than not say what you think and you know whatever it is but values can also be uh let's say if someone's had um maybe they've been cheated on in the past or their parents had a messy divorce and so they're left with the lack of trust or security in their life you know values can come from so many different places and once we've figured out what's really important to us we can use them as almost like a sort of um, a beacon, like a guiding light on, on every situation. And so what I found is that often when we're triggered, when something triggers us or our buttons are pushed, it's often it's because one of our values has been compromised or we think the other person is, is, doesn't understand our values. So it's a really amazing place to start. It gives you so much insight into a person. And then I also think it's really, really interesting for clients to have that. And I often say, you know, write down your five values and put them on a post-it note or sticky on your laptop or whatever it is and have them in front of you. Because going forward, when you have situations at work or you have uncomfortable scenarios with colleagues or family members or whatever it is, so often you can look back and think, ah, oh, it's because they weren't honest with me or I didn't feel in that situation that, um, you know, people were being truthful. And so that's your honesty being questioned. And that's why once you understand that and you know what your values are, you have so much more control over your thoughts and how you digest things. Mm. Yeah, I think as we were going on I it was only then I really really um understood the importance of the values because I'd be talking about a scenario or a situation and then it'd be like and that annoyed me because that person wasn't honest oh that's one of my values oh and then when I would be not in a session I'd just be you know in normal life and a situation occurs and something's riled me up and I'm annoyed I could then think I know why that is it's because of that and yes it was that sort of um satisfaction and knowing that actually you know what it is like even if at that moment I'm still a bit annoyed and I know I need to calm down at least there's a little bit of um I can feel a little bit better about the fact that I am aware of why yeah it, it is And that's the most, I think that is the most magical, empowering thing about coaching is you're given tools so that you can go on and, you know, going forward, you will always now know what your values are. And so when there's a situation, you can recognize, oh, that's appreciation. I don't feel appreciated. And I think actually you're you're definitely someone who, your values have cropped up time and time again, and often through sessions, um, as you're explaining a situation or you're talking about something, you will often go, oh, <laughs> maybe it's, okay, maybe it's, you know, my value of this. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like you've really taken it on board. And, have, and that's yeah. why, you know, with coaching, like it starts off as 
there's so much crap out there and there's so many like gimmicky tools and exercises and I know when I when I someone did my values at first I was thinking I don't know like everything's kind of important because Mm. they you know you want you want all the values to be special to you and it's hard to choose but once you then take them into coaching sessions and you start to understand how they're impacting your thoughts and your life it's just like the best thing ever yeah and I think it also comes to back to how you the language you use I think that that was something I realized from our sessions that um you would say that the the words that you use to talk about a situation or to talk about yourself are so powerful in kind of changing or manipulating your mindset yeah manipulating how you think about something um, and changing that if you change that word you use could it change how you think about that thing the the thing about um the words we use it can be the tiniest tiniest tweaks and I still catch myself now sometimes it's saying um oh I need to so at the minute I'm doing my 30-day challenge and it's oh I need to go and do my steps and then I say no I don't need to I want to or if you say I have to um I have to go and do this just reframing that to I have to I choose to Mm it's just more empowering it reminds you that you're actually I should that's the one you say don't say I should oh should synonymous with shame should is to everyone should is something that people say all the time I should be you know I'm I'm 30 I should be married I'm 35 I should be a you know senior whatever whatever like people have the idea if I should through their thoughts consistently And it's so poisonous and it's so toxic because if you really stop and question, and this is what I do, I think I do it with you quite often and I do it generally with with clients is just stop and say, why should you? Where does that should come from? And then once we start to trace it back, we realize that it's come from something your mum said five years ago or something that you watched on TV last week that told you you should be doing this. And so I think that's that awareness thing is once you have the awareness around the language you use and the type of behavior, you know, how it impacts your behavior, then you have the power to change it. And then by all means, carry on and say, okay, you know, by the time I'm X, I should be doing this. Mm. If that's what feels right for you, but often should brings a lot of shame. So next yeah. time you catch yourself saying should just stop and say, why should I? Yeah, I think that's so important because often those shoulds are us taking in like the outside world and what everyone else is doing and then comparing ourselves to what they're doing and thinking, oh, I should be at that place because that person is at that place. Or yeah. even today, I was at, when I was at the gym and I actually managed to get to the gym, which at seven in the morning, which I've really struggled with for the last few weeks and managed to get to a class, did two classes and still had this thought crop up in my head when I was boxing in the mirror like oh I don't like look as good as I did maybe a few months ago or I feel like I should be feeling like I could do this quicker or yeah and then I I thought to myself too afterwards when I was driving home why did I even say that to myself I actually got out of bed and I'm doing something about it like I should be concentrating on the fact that I I actually took an action to do something rather than not. So that's closer to potentially that goal that I want to be. But yeah, that was just an example where I had to stop myself. Perfect example. Mm. You you know, instead of celebrating that, I mean, you must have got out of bed so early (laughs) to get there. Yeah. Instead of celebrating that, instead of celebrating that you've got to the gym, you've exercised not once, but you've done two classes is, oh, I I should look better, or I should be fitter. And so much of that, as we're all aware, comes from social media, it comes from Instagram, it comes from, like you said, seeing everyone else um, out at a festival or a party and thinking, oh, I I should be there, or, oh, I should have, um, I don't know, a bigger house, a better car, a, a hotter boyfriend, whatever it is, that it's that shoulding and it's, 
I just think it's like the most poisonous, poisonous word. And it's, it's a really detrimental way to think, but it's also so ingrained in us. It's one of those things you have to stop and think, okay, why should I do that? Where does that come from? And then once you start to question it, you start to understand. Mm. That really links in well with us talking about linking back to confidence. But I want to first just ask about your value mm-hmm. and it being independent. So why was that when I said to you that I had a podcast called Ms. Independent? Why, why did that stick out to you? Uh, it's a funny one. I was thinking about this earlier, actually, and I don't. I don't know where I can track it back to. All I know is that um, my, uh, so the first, my first sort of sentence, the first thing I said when I was, I think I was about 18 months old, so I was tiny baby, is um, I'd do it myself. Oh my (laughs) God. (laughs) I love that. Apparently, mum, she like tried to potty train me and I just refused to do the potty and I just went to the loo. And and then from then on, I said, I'd do it myself. I would dress my, I have my brother's two years older than me and I was dressing myself, feed, I did everything before him. No way. And mum said that she just couldn't, she could never help me. She could never dress me because I would bat her off and I'd say, I'd do it myself. And even now I catch myself, you know, around my family or, or whatever it is, and they're saying, why is this? And I say, oh no, I'll just I'll do it myself. And they go, I do it myself. <laughs> it's so, become your catchphrase. Yeah, it literally has. I'll do it myself. Um, and so it's just one of those things. I think I've always been really, really independent for whatever reason. And that independence has afforded me the sort of the confidence and the mindset to um you know really live my life how I want to live and to make my own um my own decisions on my career or my friendships or whatever it is I feel like I have control over them because of that independence you know I don't feel like I rely on others for um advice or support I I don't know I just I just do it myself I don't know how else to describe it just say I do it myself and for me that independence is what you know that's what has fueled me to start a business or to go and you know I hiked Mount Kenya with no training and no preparation by myself and it was oh my awful, god but wow it was independent and it was amazing yeah and I think that independence is such a for me, it's so, so, so important. Um, and it really, like, that's what sort of keeps me going is that that want and that need for being independent and just being able to face situations or, um, you know, really tackle things and just know, just know that I can do it mm. as opposed to, okay, who can help me? What, well, you know, what do I do here? I just think, oh, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> I'll just do it myself do it myself I love apart that. from this is something me and my sister have debated many times is quite often we'll be in situations where so for example recently we're driving and the air came out of the the tire in the car so we drove it to the petrol station and neither of us had ever done it before we try I don't know if you've done it where you screw the little like yeah, yeah, yeah. thing on you put the money in anyway for some reason, we just could not do it. We couldn't, I don't know, the air was shooting everywhere and nothing was happening. Oh my gosh, nightmare. So I was going, oh, let's just, find, I said, let's just find a nice man to help us. And she was like, no, you know, she was like, we're, 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 you Strong know, women. Women, like we can figure it out, we can figure it out. And I was like, but why would we figure it out when we can, you know, there's a nice man over there. Let's just get him to help us. Mm. And um, anyway, we ended up, you know, she was like looking on YouTube. She was trying to figure out herself because she didn't want to ask for help. She wanted to do it herself. And I was just thinking, let's just get the air in the tire and go home. And it was really interesting because I think having that independence and that confidence so in, you know, like so embedded it's almost knowing that you don't need to prove that you're independent or you don't need to prove that you're confident because I know if I was in a situation where I had to figure out, I mean, it's not hard, right? You just put the 
funnel on the hose. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that I could do it, but I also knew in that moment it was just make everyone's life a lot easier if we just got someone to help us. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so I think my view of independence can be sort of thwarted from other people's. In that, it's respect. interesting how you both sisters have obviously this rooted independent value potentially but you dealt with it in in a different way I think like you said it with independence comes confidence and with confidence comes the realization that you don't have to do things on your own so it's like you can be independent but you don't need to prove it I love that a hindrance to both therapy and coaching can be the cost and I know that was something that I was debating about because I now know that it's an investment in yourself but at the time you know I've got a mortgage I've got a car I've got this and that and then I've just thought oh my gosh this amount um, to be paying is a lot Um, you know for people who are thinking about coaching costing is it is a factor that they have to take into account so how do you go about that and if it is too much are there other things you would suggest so yes definitely the cost is a factor for a lot of people um I think it's really a case of at the beginning is reframing it to to really think about why you want to be why you want to go through the coaching process and what you can get out of it. So I think if right at the beginning, if you have a lack of understanding of what's gonna happen, if it's gonna work, if anything's gonna change, it feels like an enormous expense. But if you ask someone, and this is how I worked around at the beginning, because I remember thinking it's so expensive and it is like, it is an investment, um, is, is, what would it mean to you to be confident Mm. if you're currently not living the life you want or you feel like you're held back for for reasons you know for your mindset and your confidence Mm. how much value would it give you to fix that yeah and to be given the tools to to go forward and understand your thoughts and have more control over it Mm. and So I think helping people really understand what they're getting out of the process really helps you to understand that it is an investment. You get an incredible amount back for that, that stays Mm -hmm. with you. And I think if finance is still an issue, then there's so many amazing podcasts. There are so many books you can read. You know, it's really, it's it's self-educating. Um, I'm doing free workshops online. So again, so many practitioners and and coaches are offering up, you know, new services and free um, workshops and things. So I think just really trying to learn as much as you can and then thinking, you know, if the cost is still an issue, is that amount, you know, would you spend that on a new dress from Zara and a dinner out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's it's really looking at the value of what you're spending money on. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you sort of just weigh up then what if, you know, when you once you've seen the value in it, then you can kind of think, well, do I want to keep it? Do I not? Actually, it is quite valuable. Maybe I should just spend less money on going out to eat or maybe you just think what is more most important, I think. Yeah, totally. So yeah, it all comes back to value and back to your own values, which is right back to where we started at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, I've even found that, I think it was from the second session that we did that you told me a really useful tool where you, if you've got a scenario, a situation that's happened, breaking it up into the the grid and then saying sort of what is the, what is the situation, action and feeling is yeah it? yeah feeling and action. thought of thought feeling action and then um that that helped me and still does if I and then I can kind of see patterns in what's happened and then what I actually do is well when I write it down I like my colors so I'll like put it in green like respond to myself like 
what what if you were if you were reading it what would you say kind of thing back um and that's just something that I know that I can take away from the sessions and when I feel like actually I want to try and figure a situation out for myself rather than going to you all the time I can actually try and try and do and that comes back to independence as well because it's you know it's actually these tools that can make you feel independent and like we said with independence comes confidence so if you can invest in yourself and really work on how you tick and learn how you tick and learn actually if I do this or don't do this it's going to make me feel better than in the long run yeah feel more confident about being happier and being able to be on your own and not rely on people to make you feel a certain way I think that's completely and you really can't put a a price on that there's no value on that feeling of Mm. of being confident of feeling independent of of knowing you can go out and do whatever you want to do and achieve whatever you want to do like to me that's the most important thing thank you so much for listening to part one of my conversation with Hattie I really hope it's helped you in gaining an understanding about what coaching is and perhaps you're thinking it's something you might want to do or even you know a friend who's perhaps going through a tough time at the moment and could do with some confidence and mindset coaching and just wants to understand how their mind works better. I could not recommend it enough. If you've loved this episode, and I'm guessing if you're still listening to me, then you potentially did, then I think you're going to love part two even more. Part two is a really empowering episode all about taking control of your mindset. We talk about why confidence at the moment is such a big issue and how social media plays a big role in that and how potentially you can take control of those habits and ultimately how you can switch up negative perspectives and stories you have told yourself that has limited your decisions and your ability to go after what you want to get and achieve. Finally, I want to say a massive thank you for you listening. Like I said, do get in touch, do share the episode. It would be great to hear from you and great to know it's helping some of you too. Thanks again for listening. Chat to you soon.